0: And welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs podcast. We're in season four, episode number 20. Andy, this is the songs edition. Songs edition. Songs edition. We'll talk some concerts and tours and, and things like that. Some fun stuff. But we're going to do an album review
1: first. First Songs edition of spring.
0: Yes. This is our 420 show. The season four, episode 20. Oh, first, first show of spring. We're going to do an album review this time. Going back in the archives to Soundgarden, Andy. Ah, yes. We're going to do their debut album. Here it is. I'm going to bring it up. It's Ultra Mega. Okay. Here we go. Now we don't cover a lot of grunge here on the show, but this has a lot of uh, a lot of interesting notes. Not music notes, but just notes throughout that that uh, that reverberate throughout the musical scene. I think. Uh, you'll get a kick out of. So Ultra Omega is the first debut studio album by American rock band Soundgarden released released October, 1988. Now Soundgarden released two EPs, one in 1987 and one in early 1988. And those are two EPs. Uh, so this was an actual debut studio album, full length album. So they signed with a record group called SST, just a, you know, an independent group but this album contains elements of heavy metal psychedelic rock and hardcore punk after this album was released they did tour for the first time overseas now 1990 andy they earned a grammy award nomination for best metal performance this was the first time at the grammys in the musical section that they did metal performance it was the inaugural debut year. So the nominees were Queens, Queensryche, Dokken Metallica and Soundgarden. Now, Chris Cornell took exception to the fact that why is Dokken a nominee in the metal performance? So he took exception to that. Fair enough. Back in the day, Metallica got in and of course won it, but he didn't like the fact that Dokken was was in there. Any, any thoughts on that as a Dokken fan?
1: Uh, he's, he's, uh, Chris Cornell and I never really exchanged Christmas cards to start with. So, <laughs> um, so, uh, and,
0: and Doc, and we know is, is rock, uh, hard rock. Um,
1: I, I think it's so that hard rock, heavy metal hairband mixture, a lot of it's tomato tomato. Um, they, you knew they were going to put one kind of eighties star in there that had an album recently just yeah. to- just for the interest to get us old people interested in Just it. Just to
0: get it in. Um, and so that was it. You know, Queensryche was in there, and then they've, they've done that every year since. They've had a Grammy Award nomination for Best Metal Performance uh, ever ever since 1990. Now, remember, this is 1988. They released this. So what they did, uh, they brought in producer Drew Canelet. And Chris Cornell, the front man, said that the recording sessions with the band, it was, it was rough because they were not on the same page with him. Cornell said, material-wise, we went through the process the way we always do, you know, for the first two EPs, but the producer wasn't used to the sound that we wanted and didn't know what was happening in Seattle. So imagine he's like, you know, I, I, I'm not really familiar with what's going on up there, and they keep saying, you know, this is the sound that we want. We kind of want a grunge sound. And he's like, I'm not sure what, what that is. <laughs> now, awkward, little, little yeah. awkward. Hello? They wanted to get uh, Randy Burns uh, from Megadeth, the producer for Megadeth. They said, let's get him on there um, to do this, with one exception. You need to relocate to Seattle to produce the album. He says, no, no, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. So they bring in this Canalette, canna- and uh, it just didn't really work. Later in an interview, they said, you know, we made a huge mistake with the ultra mega okay because we left our home surroundings and people that we've been involved with and went to this producer. And they produced most of it in Oregon. They ended up yeah. going somewhere anyway to, to produce it. And it kind of uh, ended up in a negative way. So anyway, they didn't feel they did really well on this album. Uh, they had some better things that they wanted, but they're kind of hoping to get it done and out the door. Um, looking back, there's some good songs um, on it, of course. But it just it, it didn't have... They were proud of it, let's say that. So here's the track listing. First song is Flower. Flower is the only single released off the album. There's a music video out there for that. That's very good, actually. Uh, after that is song number two, All Your Lies. Now, they have a they have fun on a couple songs here. Number one is, the next one is a, a kind of a joke song called 665. And then... Uh, there's a song called Beyond the Wheel. And then the song next to that after that is 667. So they wanted to sandwich the song in between there for 666, knowing you couldn't do that. You couldn't have that stuff. That was making big news back in the day. Yeah. Anything kind of satanic or uh, anything goofy like that. So they went around it. Now, the thinking behind that was if 666 is such a powerful, uh, you know, negative uh, word, you know, isn't six, six, five, uh, maybe just a little less powerful, six, six, seven, a little less powerful. So they had fun with that. They're only one minute little songs. Anyway. Uh, I think it would have been better just to have these things off, pull them off altogether. I I don't know, but these guys were just having fun. This was Seattle. I mean, they were just winging it all. So six, six, five, six, six, seven at the end, they do a song called one minute of silence. Now, if you remember from the 1960s, uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono had a song called Two Minutes of Silence," where there was nothing, just just a record and it's just a filler song. Yeah. Uh, the album, the studio album, wants uh, the studio wants uh, you know 12 tracks, and they only have 11 done. They record one for two minutes; it's just empty, and give it a title. That's the track. So they said uh, instead of two minutes of silence, we're going to do one minute of silence. The quote was: "They said we cut out Yoko Ono's part." haha you know you know it's stuff like that that i'm not a fan of andy but uh they did one minute, they just recorded in the studio one minute of
1: nothing and which which blows me away is that's kind of cocky of a first album too to do something like that
0: yes and and they've been around for a couple eps and they were becoming popular but for a debut album with a new producer with a new record label you know stick to your stick to your eight songs uh get it out there be done with it yep So anyway, this has 13 songs. Three of them are kind of uh, jokes, parodies. So it really comes down to 10. Beyond the Wheels is a pretty good song. There's a song called Mood for Trouble. I like that. Circle of Power is another good one. Um, he Didn't is song eight. Smokestack Lightning, you might like. Now, that's a, co- that's a cover from Howlin' Wolf. Smokestack Lightning. is uh, They're very well done. And then there's a song called Nazi Driver. Nazi driver and they said that the joke about that was uh, they said that Nazi driver the song is really about uh, about cutting up Nazis and making stew out of them probably not something that uh, that your pastor wants to hear but it's called no. Nazi driver there no. uh, head injuries the next song incessant mace is the final one now the cover the album's cover art just features a black and white picture of the band and um, it was kind of a joke meaning that uh, they're going to use a really good high word, meaning ultra mega, you know, really cool, and then finish it off with okay, meaning absolutely, unbelievably not bad. Um, Kind of, once again, a joke. Uh, I'm not really a fan of that kind of stuff, but like you said, it is what it is. Now the personnel. Chris Cornell lead vocals. Kim Thale. Kim Thale, uh, lead guitar, very good guy, still around today, very... uh, Very popular. Matt Cameron on drums, went on to uh, be Pearl Jam there. And bass, the bassist was Hiro Yamamoto. Hiro Yamamoto. Now, do you know what Hiro Yamamoto's up to, Andy?
1: Um, No.
0: He's in the Asian Hall of Fame, class of 2022. There he is. He's considered the founder of Soundgarden and credited as the first Asian-American founding bassist of Grammy award winning rock band. Now I've never I had to look that up for this uh for the research of this album I did not know such a thing. But Yamamoto was very smart uh in between filming uh, I'm sorry a recording he got his degree went back to school at Western Washington University and he got a master's degree in physical chemistry. Yes, I said that right. He's a very smart guy. Um Currently, if you look him up, he's no longer uh, in music, but if you look him up, he currently works in Burlington, Washington, as the chief of organic chemistry for a company called Edge Analytical. Currently, he's age 61. Very bright guy, but he's the chief of organic chemistry, and he's in the Hall of Fame, Andy. who Whoever would have even guessed. Wow. So that blew me away, but he was a very good bassist uh, back before they got Ben Shepard in the group. Now, the management of this of the group soundguard her the management is susan silver chris cornell later went on to marry susan silver she was a big uh album uh, band manager kind of like you know wendy dio sharon osborne but in the seattle area she was it and they uh ultimately ended with a big horrible nasty uh divorce and so i've got a couple the song flower the song flower the uh the the uh, lead track is uh, about a girl uh, who becomes a woman and basically invests everything in vanity and then burns out quick. That's "Flower," and then it's "Incessant Mace." The song and lyrics are about—they're uh, very European Gothic song, in fact. So this, this—you know—this band—it's—it's it's a good album. It's got heavy metal, it's got hard rock, it's got psychedelic rock. One of the reviewers says it's a combination between kind of a Zeppelin meets Sabbath. Kind of has a dark, murky uh, sound um, and pays tribute to heavy metal. That's the part of it that I like. Uh, was was or those songs? The rest of yep. them I could do without. And um, let's see. Yeah, that that uh, music video "Flower" Andy was the only single release, and it did get a lot of airplay on MTV's 120 minutes, and that helped.
1: I remember that, yeah.
0: To the early Seattle grunge scene. The early scene in Seattle was the, uh, they got a lot of airtime there.
1: I remember that show, yeah, 120 minutes.
0: Any other thoughts on that album? Uh, Is that something that you would have even ever owned?
1: Uh, No. Okay. No. I would have listened to it if someone else had it, but I would not put my... uh...
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I got into that way, way late uh, in my career, the early Soundgarden stuff. Pretty good stuff, but it takes a while to listen to and and to let it sink in and, and understand it all, but... I like it. It's some good stuff, but 1988, old school. Now, do you have – you've got some things for us here,
1: Andy. Uh, Yes. My soapbox is pertaining to this album, if you want to. Here we go. And I'll I'll explain why. I will explain why. First of all, I have no problem with you re-releasing an album later on. But here, like we said earlier, 13 songs. There we go. Just over forty-two minutes. Happy for you. Then when you re-release it, nineteen songs on the twentieth. you had a cassette. Just make another album and call it the early years of early version of all these songs on there. Any yeah, band, not not just I mean, This is what we talk about. but Any band then, when they re-release an album and then add five more songs on there or six. Crying out loud, man ain't
0: got time for that. No. That's way too many. And you've got those songs number three and five called yeah. 665 and 667, which aren't yep. even really songs. Now, they did remove that 13. Um, oh, uh, one minute of sound. There's a 20th track called 13 Minutes, and they called it a remix. Yeah. I don't have time for that kind of uh, yeah.
1: shenanigans. And That's on the cassette. Ooh. You know, and I just okay, yeah, you're funny, haha, whatever. But you know what? Just make a second album and call it because all these songs it says here, early version. Just call it the early years, like Metallica did, Garage Days, whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Say hey, we're redoing some of our earlier stuff and sending it out. Wonderful. Or maybe on yeah. a box
0: set, uh, but mm-hmm. but there's nothing really added value added here on this yeah. expanded
1: issue. No, no, just. Stuff like that. And I'm not picking on Soundgarden. Any band, when they, if you add a song and maybe two songs, I'm okay with it. A lot of times bands did that because uh, they do a song for a movie soundtrack. Yeah. Well, instead of being being the soundtrack, what well, we want our, on our own album, well, let's re release what I do at Greatest Hits and add this one song. Okay. I'm okay with that. When you're adding almost another album's worth here, that's too much. Too much for me. Yeah, even, it's even when I was younger, it was too much.
0: I you wouldn't have a need. It's one of those, uh, you know, re-releasing it just to uh make some more sales. It's not uh not required.
1: All right, let's get into some local concerts around here. It's spring, spring is in the air. We want spring to get out to the power. Power trip on California, October sixth, seven eight. Um I'm going to suspect that this might be a pay per view thing. This could be a video you want to get later on. Friday night, you got GNR and Iron Maiden. Saturday, ACDC and Ozzy Osbourne, who's, I guess, healthy to tour again now. And then Sunday, Metallica and Tool. So there you go. Uh, 80s bands on Friday, the Geezers on Saturday, and. Late eighties, early nineties, metal on Saturday, on Sunday. So there you go. Quadrasonic, a night of tributes at the Green Room in Minneapolis. Uh, tribute to the Pixies. Wow. A tribute band to Weezer called Pleaser. Pleaser, sure Weezer tribute band. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Sir Psycho Sexy, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then Heartless. Yes. Off the show. Twelve dollars in advance. For this show, that's not, not bad, for, bad. for for four bands on a Friday night. Um, yeah, even if you pay fifteen at the door, that's not bad. Yeah. So, now nah, I mean, I, we've done it for. I'd spend fifteen just to see Heartless. So there. Yeah. Mister Zero presents the third annual Minneapolis Tribute Fest, the third of June. Three Mod or The Mod Garage, a '60s group. Kiss in Time, Kiss group. Represent the 70s. Hellion, Judas Priest. There's your 80s. And Sir Psycho, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, there's your 90s. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s music. Uh, we went last year. Very nice venue. I don't know. What might see that Priest tribute band again, Kissin' Time again. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And so that's June 3rd. June 3rd. Only we could use the views, Dan. Go back and watch it on YouTube later and write it down, okay?
0: Yes, that's there
1: awesome. Dustin Bones, GNR tribute band, will be at Turtles and Shakopee on the 21st of April. And also, sticking to the Shakopee area, 10,000 Days Tool Tribute Band will be there April 14th, along with Muzzle, a Smashing Pumpkins tribute band. So the there age. you go. State Fairs announced some of their shows. Um boys to men on Sunday, August tw- 27th. Uh the one I'm looking at there's August 31st, Duran Duran. That'd be kind of cool to see Duran Duran. I don't know what a young gravy is. It's playing on the 30th. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> I'm gonna apologize if that means something wrong when I said it too. If we gotta censor that out, I don't know what that means. And we have a late birthday to announce, Dan. Okay. <clears throat> from the other day. From our friends non grata. Happy birthday, Talon. Talon. Yes. Young man, had a nice birthday. The okay. always threatened to say this. I'm gonna say it now because it was his birthday. I could say it, and they're doing well. The Caitlin Clark lookalike. <laughs> just the I'm, I'm not saying guys. I got to do the Caitlin Clark with her shirt off like this. No. Jersey
0: like, number 22.
1: Yes, just Next time you see Caitlin Clark, as you're watching the NCAA's for the women this weekend, and he's got, this got that stick straight hair, I think is what does it. Yeah. And then from wearing the ponytail so long, both of them, they're got a five head, not a forehead. So. That, nice. Exactly. That's. Happy, happy birthday to him, sir. Happy birthday, Talon. Um, from what I heard, there was nothing really too so I don't know. Happy not a good birthday, but. Life is good with the boys down there uh, non grind. They've always got new stuff out. Check out their YouTube page. Show them some love. Check out their Facebook page. They tour mostly in the Iowa area. So those of you in the southern Minnesota and Iowa fans, check them out.
0: I they wonder, do venture
1: out of the of Iowa once in a while, but I wonder
0: if they have some outdoor shows coming up in the summertime.
1: Uh, they do. They do some they do some music festivals. So they you keep their eye out for them. They go to Wisconsin for music festivals sometimes, too. I know they played Rockfest last year, so keep an eye for them. Awesome. That, sir, is my my, my bit for the music.
0: Awesome. That's good stuff. Um, like I said, it's we're here now in spring. It is uh, March 30th today. You know, we'll be wrapping up. The next show we'll do will be in April, of course, but that's all I've got here for today's music Uh Please put down there in the comments section if there's any requests or um, any questions you have on uh, some of the reviews that we do. That is fine; we will respond to that. But that's all I've got here for this show. Just Anything else? Check
1: out, our, uh, check out the the website. Uh, we usually just put concerts on there that we're going to. But for the summer, I think we're going to start putting out just a lot of the uh, tribute acts, local acts. Not Target Center and XL. Not those two facilities. But yeah. some of the tribute shows, some of the. Uh, Smaller venues, and stuff like that.
0: You know, Saint Michael. Um, Saint Michael could be
1: bowl. Yep, yeah. Medina. Some of the not okay. all the shows Medina, but shows that are in our our wheelhouse, our fan base here, our sure. rock music. So, all right, have a good week, everyone. All right, see ya.